Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Whitney's back, Taylor gets swifted, Lil Nas X is a marketing genius. We're going to talk about the black Spider-Man. He is live in studio. And we have Donjay from uh, MTV's The Real World on Facebook Live. He going to Skype in. Stay tuned. Presented by AfterBuzz TV and live from Los Angeles, California, it's AfterBuzz Tonight with Jesse Janity. AfterBuzz TV's first late-night talk show with a millennial mindset. From trending topics to interviews with your favorite influencers, celebrities, and performers, we've got it all. So grab your favorite late-night snack and join the conversation. And now your host, Jesse Janity. Yo, what up, AfterBuzzers? It's your boy, DJ Jesse J, a.k.a. Jesse Janity, and we are live here at AfterBuzz tonight. Okay, I just don't know about how your weekend was, but I'm exhausted. I am worn down. Life has just taken a turn on me, but blessings, you know what I mean? I joined the corporate world, you know? I was really, like, pushing it off, but, you know, it's like, okay, at 30 years old, bro, you gotta, like, pick it up. Freelancing is not the business. It's like you're on Game of Thrones every freaking month trying to find a freaking job. Like, I'm over it. So I got in corporate, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like at this point in my life, like, keeping schedule, keeping maintained, keeps a little sanity in my building, you know what I mean? That paycheck every single week, okay? Sign me up. Um, but I did manage with my AMC card to get to go see Annabelle coming home. That's not something that I wanted to go see, but I ended up trying it out. And let me tell you, Annabelle had me shook. I jumped out the the theater. I was screaming. I was yelling. Shout out to Annabelle, because I didn't see the first Annabelle. I saw the con- uh, the contouring or something like that. I don't know. Not the con- Did I really just say the contouring like a bunch of drag queens on RuPaul's Drag Race? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to After Buzz tonight. I am in studio with my two lovely ladies. We got Miss Jamie Gray in the What's building. What's up? I'm loving the contour. My star tweet. The Nothing contour. wrong with contour. The contour. The contour. You know, it's the conjuring. Excuse yeah. me. But that's actually a really funny, scary movie. Which, by the way, scary movie. There's a video, literally, of. Um, oh my god. Crap, I can't think of what his name is. From Scary Movie. Um, Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans. There we go. Screwing Annabelle. What? In a video. It's going virtual, so we need to talk about that, too. But in the corner, we got my lovely lady, Miss Janine Doyen. Hey, Jesse. Hey, boo. Hey. Okay, I know you guys were tripping out this week because there was a lot of shit going on. A lot. And this first story had me shook when I was reading. I was all in the tea, and I don't know why. Tell me about it. Okay, so this is a really complicated, dramatic public feud that I'm going to try and give you the Spark Notes version of. So, Taylor Swift, Justin Bieber, Scooter Braun, and a whole bunch of other celebrities are all in a feud right now. Taylor Swift posted yesterday on Tumblr that she's very upset because masters of some of her early works were purchased by Scooter Braun. Now, if you're not a believer, you might not know who that is, but Scooter Braun uh, basically is 
music industry gold, sort of. He's the one that's responsible for finding Justin Bieber on YouTube and nurturing his career the whole way. Um, so he's really, really big in the industry. And why is she so upset that he bought her music rights? Well, I'll tell you, it's because they have a very long, complicated history where, um, actually, I'll just read it in her own words. She says, fun facts about today's news. I learned about Scooter Braun's purchase of my master's, and it was, as it was announced to the world, all I could think about was the incessant manipulative bullying I've received at his hands for years. She also says she wasn't given the opportunity to buy the rights herself. Now, um, Scooter Braun also is very close with Kanye West, Mr. I'm going to let you finish in a minute. So when uh, Taylor uh, was online, Scooter kept getting his other clients. When she was online feuding with Kim Kardashian, Scooter would have the other clients sort of taunt her, including mm-hmm. Justin Bieber a couple years back. So since then, it's been awfully quiet, but him purchasing the rights, she felt like was very intrusive. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, Since then, there's been a lot of weighing in. Justin Bieber actually pulled a post that he had posted like 10 years ago taunting her um, and said, you know, I'm so sorry. I thought it was a joke, but you're coming a little hard. You're sicking all of your Swift fans on Scooter. He doesn't deserve it. Um, So... In a response, he wrote this open letter. Uh, Now celebrities are sort of divvying up Demi Lovato, Team Scooter. There's a bunch of celebrities who are uh, on Taylor Swift's side. So it's this big mess. So Jesse, Judge Jesse, is Taylor in the right for being upset if she feels like she's been sort of bullied and attacked by Scooter online? Does she have a right to be upset about him buying her music rights, or is she blowing this up into a bigger drama than it really needs to be? I feel like it's a little bit of both, honestly. Like, at the end of the day, I feel like she's creative. I feel like Taylor Swift is this young woman who, I'm sure she's done a lot of people shady, you know what I mean? It's the industry. You know, at the end of the day, I'm sure she did whatever. But I do think, at the end of the day, she is a real artist. She stays true to herself, and I can understand why she would have a little bitterness to it, but it's like, girl, you know this is the industry. You know that you're going to get slighted. You know this. So she's using this also. It's like kind of like blood for blood. Okay. You know what? Well, I'm going to spark it up, and we're going to have a little competition, and people are going to start talking about me now. It's got all these people bringing her back in her name. She's always been hated on, so it's like... It's another marketing thing. What do you think? I mean, write a song about it, Taylor. <laughs> like, you're good at that. Stick to your guns. Stick to what you know. Write a song about it. Uh, but I also feel like she's saying he, that he's bullying her. Be specific. How? You know? Well, all she these said other that artists. Nicki Minaj, too. Yeah, and, but that. also, I mean, think about it. Taylor doesn't always call out celebrities, like, out loud. She might do it sometimes subtly, but it's like if she does talk about it out loud, then it is really serious. So there's two sides to this. Mm-hmm. Or three. 
yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how this all sort of plays out. But while that's blowing up online, something else is blowing up too. People are freaking out over Whitney Houston's new single, which came out this weekend, seven years after her passing. So Whitney mm-hmm. Houston recorded a cover of Steve, Steve Winward's 1986 hit, Higher Love, in 1990. And it was meant... You know, to be on her third album, at this point she was already a super mega star, and her music handler and, you know, music genius Clive Davis was really nervous that she would sort of detract from her own artist uh, presence and craft as a mega star now by doing a cover. Mm -hmm. So they released it, but they only released it in Japan. So now they're winding up for this tour of Whitney Houston, and there have been murmurings of the song existed out there, but no one's really seen it. And then they collaborated with Kygo and released this amazing song. I have not stopped listening to it. I'm so excited about it. So you were into it this weekend. I'm super into it. Yes, I was really, really into it. So this is all leading up, like I said, to a big tour. She's going to be hologram touring. Her estate is... You know, bringing her on tour via hologram. So my question for you is, do you love the idea of going to a hologram concert, or are you sort of over it? I'm wicked over it. Like, this is what in the Miley Cyrus Black Mirror is happening. No, I don't want that. Are you here for it? No, I'm just like, <laughs> leave it alone. Like, Girl, what do we, we need it for? Thank you. <laughs> Listen, HD, they stepped it up, so, yeah. So I'm definitely not here for it. And I also just, I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, the song is cute. I'm not going to say it's not. But, like... It's high. Did you guys hear the new Celine Dion song? No. Okay, I'm like, okay. I was like, are you going to sing it? No. (laughs) 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 Hey, girl. Anyways, enough of that. (laughs) Okay, so while one queen is getting a ton of love, one is not feeling the love. So Lizzo tweeted that members of her team were assaulted by a bigoted security guard while she was performing at Milwaukee's Summerfest. Um, She said that her stylist was targeted for being a person of color and gay. And she said, quote, they slapped and manhandled my hairstylist and stylist, and I'm out for blood. She followed up with, quote, racism and bigotry don't care if you're a headliner. So the the stylist later went on Instagram Live, and what he basically said is that he went down to the pit to record Lizzo from a better view than backstage, which he does at a lot of her shows, he says, and that when he tried to go back, the security guard ignored his credentials and his saying, I'm with the talent, mm-hmm. and instead assumed that he was either trying to sneak backstage or something and actually really roughed him up, bruised him and threw him in what's being called a jail though I'm pro- I'm guessing it's probably more of like a holding cell backstage, like a security um, quarantined area and they said that once the manager came and sort of cleared everything up, like no, no, no the, the stylist is actually with us the security guard wouldn't let him out until he apologized so what do you think? I know that there there are fans that can get a little rowdy, and security has to be on their game to make sure that people are not, you know, sneaking backstage or bum rushing to get towards the talent or whatever. But do you think that's what happened in this case, or do you think he was being a little overzealous? I think this is overzealous for sure. But I mean, I, w- I will definitely go to say that I do recognize that working on productions, like a lot of the time, it is so easy to not wear your credential because you think like well, you see me out, like you don't think to like, not wear it, you know what I mean? So it's like, for... 
protective reasons, there are reasons that's the reason you got to wear your credential. And I see a lot of people not doing it. So personally, though, I think this was a little pushed. You know what I'm saying? Like, first of all, why are we not asking somebody? If you're confused by that, why is any sort of aggression coming out? Like, no, I'm not here for this. What are you thinking? Um, yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that sometimes security, I'm not just going to group them all together, but they can just be a bit much. Even I've had run into security as wholesome as I am, and it's just annoying because <laughs> it's like, are y'all not getting paid enough? Like, what is it? Because sometimes I feel like they take it so seriously, and it's like, we don't need all that. It's, but it, but then at the end of the day, they are here to protect us. You know what I mean? Like, what I feel if like they explain one themselves. They're probably wrong. just but like, I'm not no. Gonna lie, yeah, let it be the wrong club in Hollywood exactly. doing the most. Ooh. And that's tea. Yeah. So, one thing I've always loved about Lizzo is how she really embraces and celebrates her figure. But another pop star, another singer, is sort of uh, giving us mixed signals about hers. So, Britney Spears is under fire for allegedly photoshopping one of her Instagram posts. The post in question is a throwback to her Oops, I Did It Again days. And she looks great, but a lot of fans are noticing that something about those drawers in the background isn't quite right. That those lines are maybe a little bit less straight than they should be. That maybe that this was doctored a little bit. And it's kind of interesting timing because this comes after she accused some paparazzi of taking photos of her and photoshopping it to make her look bigger. They She said um, that while she was on vacation in Miami recently, they actually added 40 pounds to her. Oh 40. That's a lot of extra Girl. weight to Photoshop on. So, you know, we, we all know that celebrities and even non-celebrities like to spruce up their selfies, spruce up their Instagram pictures with some filters or some clever lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in light of all of her other sort of erratic social media posting, it sort of leaves you wondering, is this a social media accident? Was this, or was this something planned to sort of stir up more conversation? Girl, this is white girl problems. This is Instagram <laughs> problems. This is just like, the wow. Wow. You know why I'm happy that story is in the news? So that we can really just sit here and look at life. She does what millions of freaking girls do. They edit their photo as soon as you do. Not even girls, just people. Like, everything has to have a filter on it. Like, oh my god, I'm going to do lepos. Put it on 13%, you know what I mean? Put it up, bring it down, put the bold on. Everyone's a Photoshop artist out here. So, I mean, is it a story? Like, girl, I can't. Brittany, you're crazy. I love you so much. We're just, we're owning it. We're owning it at this point with Britney. Yeah. Like, I'm a Britney stan, and I'm going to stan her being just a girl. But you unfollowed her? I unfollowed every celebrity. <laughs> I'm like, Jesse. I did. I just followed, like, if I don't know you it was personally, time. like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I still got a couple that linger, you know. We're, we're trying to push <laughs> it off, but, you know, whatever. Well, all right. So that's all our stories, right? That's Britney it. Spears out here. Spears. With, with Photoshopping. Oh, my God, the things we've learned. Yes. Jamie, I know you was up shook last night, though, with this Twitter. Yes. Okay, so, you guys, we just ended Pride Month. Okay, that was June. But on the very last day, I got a question. <gasps> Did Lil Nas X come out the closet? Did we already know? Okay, so Lil Nas X, he is a rapper, sensation. Uh, you guys know him from his Old Town Road song with uh, Billy Ray Cyrus and many other rappers. It's a huge hit still. He performed it recently as well at the BT Awards, and he, like, blew the crowds away. But again, on the very last day of Pride, he wanted to tweet, some of y'all already know, but some of y'all don't care. Some of y'all not going to 
F with me no more before this month ends and I want y'all to listen to this song closely called Closure. So that's what it's called. Um, and it's like the number seven track, okay? And so in that song, um, he does state lyrics about him, you know, persuading to uh, the same sex, which is, you know, the fellas. So I, I don't I don't see anything wrong with this. I want to know what you think just as, as him, like you said, you called him a genius, you yeah. know, marketing genius. Speak more deeply about that. What do you think? I think that this is just, I mean, I want to know who's working with him. Great. I want to know who is really, if honestly, if this is just like the brilliance, honestly, like really. I know a lot of young gay black men and they are beat like visionist like this is just another kid coming out and we have we're in the world of technology he did it the right way mm-hmm. he had his hit song the song went viral he's still milking the same song his performance he's like He's really... We live in an age of music medio, mediocrity, okay? And let me tell you, Lil Nas figured out how he can be a soldier boy in this time. Personally. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> However, do you think it's going to really last for him? Because sometimes when, you know, black gay artists come out, like Frank Ocean, mm-hmm. it kind of bites them in the butt. I feel like it's different. I feel like it's like his, the real people really already knew who were following mm-hmm. him. And then now it's like, oh, okay, we live in a time and age where, look, he broke the country music barrier right now. He made a tra- No one's talking about that. Last time we were talking about it was one Beyonce and the Dixie Chicks. Right, yeah. So here's this kid out of nowhere. Wham bam, thank you, ma'am. I guess. I'm here for Lil Nas X, honestly. Like, and it goes in the same city girl Meg the, Meg the Stallion basket of like I'm too old to be listening to this, but <laughs> but it still hits. You know, it's, it's a banger. You know, I'm in the know? side of the wrong with it. <laughs> what okay. else is happening? Well, in other news, okay. So Miss Kim K, Kimmy Cakes, Kim, however you want to call her, okay. Girl, Kim the, Kardashian. Not the KKK. Oh, ooh, see, <laughs> he said it, not me. Okay, so Kim K, she has her new kimono line, or so she thought. Okay, now you know Miss. Uh, Kim is about getting her coin, Mm -hmm. getting that bag, but she is not going to let controversy stop her bag. So, a lot of people were calling her out, saying that it was a cultural appropriation to name her lingerie shapewear line Kimono. Now, you know she kind of, her family used to give themselves nicknames like Coco, Kiki, Kimono. I actually thought it was kind of cute, but I get what they're saying. I mean, I got a Kimono in my closet, okay? (laughs) And, you know, I'll that's all I'm going to say. But, Jesse, what do you think about this? Do you feel like it was too much? Or do you feel like people are just, you know, over the top with this? Is, are they taking it too seriously? Um, I mean, we always are taking it too seriously. We're like, sensitive. again, back to Britney Spears and her photoshopped leg. <laughs> um, but, I mean, girl, like, <laughs> you know better at the end of the day. I feel like you know better. I don't feel like this was, like, your growing up name, like, as a nickname or a child. Like, no, I feel like you thought, yeah, this shit's cute. Come on now. Like. Right. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was cute, too, but she does say in a tweet, she says, I am always listening, learning, and growing, so I appreciate the passion and the very perspective that people are bringing to me. So, with the brands and products that I have built, and we always want to include, uh, you know, diversity, blah, blah, oh, blah, I will be launching a solution wear brand under a new name. So, y'all made her change the name. It worked. You spoke your mind, so keep it up. Yeah. Look at Kim Kardashian out here listening. Right. Okay. You know, being open. You know what I'm saying? That's As all she's it takes. growing, where's Brittany, bro? Come on. <laughs> exactly. All right. So we're going to get DeAndre on the phone, Mr. DeAndre on the line from the real world. But before we do, I have a friend named Khalil Abubu. He is a writer, a producer, a creator, just a young man out here doing it. Okay. And he's always been one to help me out and, you know, 
really helped me shine in this industry when you get time, lost at times. This is a kid that's actually out here doing it on his own. And I really want to showcase this. So he created this thing called The Black Spider-Man. It is a web series. Uh, he creates a whole bunch of other cool digital content. And he uh, put this here together when he stopped by the studio. Take a look. What's up, y'all? My name is Khalil Abubu from Black Spider-Man, the web series, and I'm here on After Buzz tonight. All right, so first question, who is Black Spider-Man? All right, Black Spider-Man, uh, the web series, is a reimagining of your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man as a black dude. Like, what would happen if the world found out that Spider-Man has been black this whole time? What does it mean to you to promote the culture as a black creative? Promoting the culture means everything. I mean, representation is everything. I remember when I was a kid, I don't know if I want this to go on air, but I'm going to tell it anyway. When I was a kid, I like thought about being white because it was only white kids on TV. You know what I'm saying? So like, and I wanted to be on TV, so I was like, oh, well, you got to be white to be on TV. And then there's one time that I went to the barbershop and I asked for like a bowl cut. And you know black kids can't have no bowl cut. I didn't know that. As a kid, but all the kids on TV had bold cuts. Anyway, that's why promoting black culture is so important for all the little babies out there that feel like they can't do what they want to do because they're not white. If a movie was made out of your life, what genre would it be and who would play you? It would definitely be a comedy. Like, there's no doubt about that. Um, I've always gotten that I look like uh, Oh Boy from Everybody Hates Chris. I don't know his name. He's probably too old now, so I'm gonna need like a young up and coming actor. Maybe maybe the dude from The Shy, you know, the little the little boy, the skinny one, not the big. The, maybe him. He's cool. He's probably too cool to play me. We're gonna come back to that. Where can people check out Black Spider Man? All right, you can check out Black Spider Man. Visit our website campproductions.com. It's camp with a K, so K A M P Productions, like spelled the regular way. Dot com. We're also on YouTube. If you just type Black Spider-Man web series, you got to make sure you type web series because there's some other Black Spider-Mans. That's not me. So Black Spider-Man web series on YouTube. You'll find us there. Why do you think it's so hard to keep black culture exclusive? Listen, baby, we hot. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody, like everybody got their thing and it's cool. But I mean, come on. And you can't be mad that they want to do, you know what I'm saying? So that's why. Boom, Mr. Khalil Abobo, the one, the only black Spider-Man, y'all. Now, we was a part of it, actually, Jamie. We were. You know what I mean? Not black Spider-Man, but he has this really cool segment called Tombo, and it's a weekly thing. He puts out all these, like, sci-fi videos with questions, and so, you know what I mean? Support a brother. Love you, bro. All right. I'm so excited right now because I don't know if you guys have been watching Facebook Watch Live of the real world, the new season in Atlanta. 
Girls, have you guys seen it? You guys been watching um, I it? I have seen one episode, but that's Ooh. it. I know. You know, it's been a minute since I've seen Real World, but you know, maybe he'll convince me to get more into it. Well, let's figure it out, ladies and gentlemen, live on the Skype. We have Mr. Dondre Randolph. What up, sir? What up, man? What's up? What's, how's it going? Pretty good. Okay. All right. We got like a little closet view here. Where are we at? In the hallway? No, I'm, in a I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. All right, thank you for coming through. I appreciate it because I gotta say, honestly, I do the Real World After Show here at AfterBuzz, and this show, this season of the Real World, is unlike any other. Like y'all are really getting into some things in the first episode, the second episode. Like y'all are just here for conversation. I was like, what in the social <laughs> marketing scheme is going on here? What was it like joining the Real World for you personally? Uh, me joining the rural was like a big accomplishment because like I used to watch this show as a kid. So being my age now and watching it and being on it is just like what the fuck is like mind blowing, man. So what made you even want to like be a part of something like this, like to showcase your life and are you uh, how do you, how is you have you kind of taken the criticism because you before the show even went off started getting some buzz uh, with with out people even hearing your story. Yeah, man. Um, just the whole experience, I feel like it's surreal. And just me preparing to be on this show was like I was working uh, in engineering before I got on. And I was like, man, I'm 25. I just finished college. I just bought a house and I'm doing like this whole loop of what like, you know, an older person would be doing. So I'm just like, damn, I'm not going to do this for the next 40 years. So it's like something in my life has to give, man. So I was sitting on the on the bed playing Fortnite, and then I got an email Not saying, Fortnite. "Hey, you should apply for the, the next real world season." I'm like, "Okay, this might be the big break that I'm looking for." So I filled it out, got cast, and I was like, "God damn!" But me actually being on the show is like I'm I'm here to break stereotypes in because me of all people is like breaking all these different barriers that people's like, "Oh, you can't be that, you can't be that, you can't be that," and I'm like. Yes, I can. I'm actually okay. all of those Love things that you're saying I can't be. So I feel like that's the that's the like presence I bring to the show. You know what I mean? So you're 25 years old now. With your years in life, like when did you start? Like I mean, because obviously you get your literal title in most of the articles found is that you are a pansexual, proud Republican black man. Like that's a title yeah. right there. <laughs> Uh, a mind-blowing title that gets people upset for some reason. So when you hear that, what for you, do you accept those boxes or those boxes that you actually would label yourself or are have people just kind of based off of what's been thrown out there associate, did they create those titles for you? Uh, they they definitely created those titles for me, but I feel like I am I am those titles. But at the same time, I'm a lot more other titles as well. I'm not just fully Republican. I have some liberal views as well. So it's just like I'm a big mixing pot of like all my political views, all my religious beliefs, all my lifestyle choices and just mix together. But when people hear that, they're just like, oh, he's just this one type of person. And that's not true, man. Yeah, so you seem like a pretty sane man. So, you know what I mean? You do the show, you get a whole bunch of criticism. You didn't really... But social media is kind of, you know, this new this new era that we're in, and it can kind of be overwhelming. That never hit you? Uh, it. I mean, it has hit me looking at other celebrities and looking at how they get backlash for their opinions. I mean, I knew, I knew it would happen, but 
it's like I kind of prepare myself for that to happen. And, and it's like since I'm being genuinely 100 percent me, mm-hmm. the backlash is really not affecting me because I'm just like, OK, that's me. So if you're <laughs> mad because I'm being me. That's a problem you got to do deal with yourself. You know what I mean? Were you were you ever was there anything that made you nervous? Like you said, a lot of your family hadn't known uh, that you were gay and your mother was cool with it, but had any, were you ever worried about like kind of going on TV and really showing your life? Uh, I definitely was, man. Just the whole nerve wracking, uh, just, you know, coming out thing. It's like, I never wanted to come out to anybody. So right. it's just like me being in this experience and like learning from this experience and being a hundred percent genuine with the world and everybody watching is like, I prepare myself to be in that position to kind of, walk that walk on social media on tv so it really wasn't that bad but i i wouldn't say my mom was necessarily okay with it she's just more so i'm her i'm her child right she's gonna love me regardless you know what i mean Spiritually, spiritually, you know, going into this house, you have a whole slew of different people who, from all races, beliefs, and whatnot. Who was, would you say, did you connect with the most? I feel like I connected with Yasmin definitely the most because it's more so we have the same. She's literally like the same person as me outside of the political views. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're literally the exact same person. But she's so much more amped to talk about it, bring it up for us. Because honestly, I think Yaz needs to be the narrator of Facebook, of uh, the MTV, <laughs> any MTV show at this point. Anything Yaz just narrates on every situation going on. Um, when, when, you guys, when you first went into the house, you know, you had Mr. Eastwood, little Clint Eastwood over there, you know. You guys almost got into a fight this last episode. Yeah. Uh, is, so is this a continuous problem we're going to see? Like, do we have a little bit of it? You know, we're drinking too much. Are we getting a little too away with ourselves and our anger? It's definitely going to be a continuous problem. I wouldn't say for the throughout the duration of the season, but it's just the whole drinking and us being in the house, that environment. We don't have phone. We don't have social media. We don't have TV. We don't have nothing to entertain us outside of ourselves in these conversations and going out and partying. So... I mean, the drinking does get a little carried away, but at the same time, we grow to understand and respect each other, and that's just what it's about, you know what I mean? What was the one thing that you really took away from doing a show like this? One thing that I really took away was, you know, just breaking these breaking these uh, stereotypes that everybody's, like, labeling a specific individual in, and with me, myself— just breaking out of that box, showing people, hey, I can be whatever I want to be. I can do whatever I want to do and still be a likable, a likable person. You know what I mean? And to, another thing I got away from the show was just learning how to communicate and talk with people. You know, when you first see me meet Aureli and Yasmin inside the park, I was kind of aggressive with my approach and like stating my opinions. But now it's just more so. I'm a, you know, kind of reserve it now and just like you've learned, you've learned your lesson that sometimes you can say it, you can jump your mouth at the gun. Exactly, man. Just it's a time and place for everything, and it's just like I wouldn't say I was wrong. I'm not regretting what I did, but it's just more so a learning experience and forth conversation and learning how to, you know, just be, you know, just not be so aggressive. Who would you say left the house? had the most change in the house growth as a person who we going with personally do you look at i mean obviously you know you have grown but like would you say out of everybody 
I would have to say Megan. That's right. Look, look. Oh, you heard it here first. <laughs> a little bit of a spoiler. <laughs> nah, it's not a spoiler. Why Megan? She's so open because she's so religious. Wise, the past few episodes that we've seen, she's open and willing to sit down and talk and have the conversation mm-hmm. to kind of challenge her beliefs. Now, I want to shoot it over to my girls over here in studio. We got Jamie and Janine in the building. Hey, hey, Dondre. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? Okay, I actually have a question for you, okay? All right, so for you being a, uh, a Trump supporter, my question for you is, what do you think is the best thing that Trump has done for black people? The best thing I feel like Trump has done for black people is to, you know, bring more jobs to America. And I wouldn't say with the whole Trump supporter thing, is I wouldn't say I'm a full 100% Trump supporter because I'm a I'm a black gay male. So it's just like I don't like his views on gay rights and stuff like that. So it's just like I support Trump and some of the policies like tax reform, abortion and um, illegal immigration. But I'm just not 100% a Trump supporter. But I do like that he's bringing jobs and he's caring about the whole overall well-being of everybody in America, not just specifically him catering to black people in general. Would you vote for him? Would you vote for him again uh, this upcoming election? I actually, uh, I have to see the. I'm actually looking at the debates and looking at everything, but he has my vote right now, to be honest. Okay. Oh, well, Jenny, what you got? Would you ever go on a show like The Real World? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I can see her on there. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, my question for you is, you know, the media gets a lot of heat. Um, there's a lot of, you know, accusations of fake news or bias or, you know, uh, people orchestrating reality, I guess, you being on a reality TV star would probably understand a little bit of that. Um, I mean, what would you tell people now that you've been on the other side of the process um, when they, you know, question or are suspicious of media? Are those founded suspicions or uh, should people cut the media a little bit more slack? Uh, for media, with me, it would have to be like, uh, the fake news, I feel like it's it's very real. Like media can literally direct a narrative that they want you to, they want the population to see. And I get a lot of DMs saying of people saying, thank you for coming. Like, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for breaking these stereotypes. And they're like, oh, I do support Trump in some policies, but I'm scared to get the backlash from it. So when people was like, oh my God, how did this guy get it? How did he become the president? It's like, all you guys are hearing is the fake news and the rah-rah people who's mad. Yeah, he says some crazy shit. But it's like a whole whole group of people who actually support him that's not on the internet, like typing he's rah-rah and he's trash and all this other stuff. So it's like, that's, that's what I would say with the whole fake news thing. Like, it's really media directed towards telling a story to the masses of people. And you, uh, being in the house, you know, you met Justin, and he is very vocal on the total opposite side of you. Where did you kind of 
was there any because he's kind of got a cool chill demeanor but you know yeah. with dealing with like Clint and any of those kind of conversations that you guys were having about race and uh, you know your sexuality how did you na- navigate that with him him seeing you as a black male and you should understand what it is that I'm saying how did you guys kind of get even with that I kind of went into the house already kind of seeing another black male and I'm just like, oh yeah, let's be great. Let's both be great. We both here because usually real world doesn't cast two black males together. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I'm coming in like, oh, it's another black male. So let's do it. Let's grow big. So hearing his comments right off back is just like, whoa, that was kind of made me draw back. Like, wow, what the fuck? Like, dude, you're trying to like advocate for the progress and liberation of black people, but yet you're the first person in the house, like watching the episode, you're the only one that's dragging me, another black person who's gay down. Like he's telling me I'm, I have dreams of becoming, being white because I'm wearing a yellow sweater. And it's just like, bro, how could you be so educated and so, and so like in tune with the whole black culture, but you're stereotyping me and doing stuff that's dragging me down as a black individual. And for Clint to, another thing is with, for Clint to say he was going to kill me. And then Justin said, he's not, not saying he had to come to my right. rescue, no, but but for him to say he was going to kill me and Justin not even care, but he's for the progress and liberation of black people and say that he agrees with Clint's anger. It's like, what, what the fuck? Like, dude, is this for show? Are you doing this for social media? Are you doing it for your, following is just like it's just a lot so me and justin definitely have conflicting views but i feel like his his overall well like what he's trying to do i feel like is great he just has some things that i don't that i I don't really appreciate about him so but is there a place in life where you guys can come together and actually work on something together Oh, definitely. I definitely wanted to reach out to him with that because, I I mean, I can't talk too much about it because we still got a whole bunch of season left and I don't want to give no spoilers away. But I definitely, me and Justin hang out outside of the house. Like after filming was done, we was hanging out and we just talked and just we, we found a respect for each other. And I definitely reached out to say, hey, man, let's come together to, you know, do something to like promote both sides of black culture that it's it seems that you're not understanding well. You know what I mean? So with that being said, uh, you know, here's the real world, Breaking Barriers, uh, the first show on MTV to launch on Facebook Watch Live. You know, did you feel a little... How did you feel when you heard that it was gonna you're going to be on the real world and then now it's going to go on Facebook Live? How's that switch kind of been for you? Because it's, di- like it's a different real world. You guys have your phones? That's crazy to me. I don't even yeah. understand it. What were the rules with your phones the rules with our phones was kind of like we could we couldn't make outside calls like that and we really couldn't be on social we couldn't be on our social media so it was like basically just for taking pictures and interacting with the roommates it okay. wasn't just like we had like a free phone to just do whatever the hell we wanted to do well because you know I mean? it's like you sitting out on the back patio texting clint like hey can we talk like what in the 90210 <laughs> am i watching like this is crazy yeah because it's more like this whole culture how culture is is like more social media driven so it's like 
a phone would literally help us bring out conversations that we would be scared to go up to the person and talk about it. So we okay. shoot a quick text. We could just be like, hey, what's up? Can we talk about this? And then we can be like, yeah, let's just meet in the kitchen or go outside and we can talk about it. Would you, did you guys go out a lot? Because, I mean, watch, going from first to second episode, you, it was like 10 days already. I'm like, second episode? What? You guys are just in that house, like, dissecting each other and, like, going through therapy. Like, yeah, hi, That's how are basically you? what it was, man, just talking and learning each other. But we did go out quite a, quite a bit, to be honest. But clearly it wasn't as entertaining as it needed to be for us to go out. Well, I feel, no, honestly, watching it back, I feel like, you know, we're used to with the real world. It's like they're partying, you know, like a lot of hookups within the house. This season, I feel like, is very uh, driven with by, like, there's a lot of, like, uh, subliminal, like, conversations that they're really trying to push. Um and I've never seen that with the real world before. And so I, w- I'm interested to see because there is a lot of editing. The fact that we went from an hour show to now it's a 25-minute lo- you know, show where we're watching something like Big Brother that you're live streaming. You know, It comes across almost a little more produced watching it back. But so how natural were those conversations for you guys on a whole like or is it just that you guys ended up ha- getting that deep you know on that such a level that that's how MTV decided to kind of chop yeah. it um real world previously in the first i would say first like one season 1 through like 8 or 9 was very controversial so mm-hmm. i think we were trying to find our roots back they bring it back you know cuz the more recent real world seasons were kind of like models hooking up and getting drunk fighting about just you know just reg- the regular degler so now they're trying to revert back to the whole to the whole um controversial of how the beginning seasons were mm-hmm. but those conversations in the house def- what me watching it back as well was like damn why is it so much <laughs> that's what i'm saying like <laughs> so much- i agree with everybody i'm like damn why is it so much like racial 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 but these con- these conversations well, it's like were racial, not religious, government, political, like oh my god, like hey, they hey. wasn't because it's of like the dynamic drink? of people in the house. <laughs> yeah. These conversations were just like they literally would have to be brought up. Either somebody does something that irritates the other person and they address it, mm-hmm. or it's just like people's culture that they're from. They're just like oh, I just need to share this information. So Justin, he's an activist, so he's like. He came in saying he has a mission already. So if Clint Tovar make him do something that he don't like, he's just gonna address it right there. And so, when these conversations come up like Kaepernick or just systematic oppression of black culture, mm-hmm. it's like they they're not wanting to participate. But right. it did get that deep and it wasn't forced upon us. It was just like, damn. I, I agree with everybody. It seems like a lot, but it's just what we had. These conversations will come up basically, and it would just be we only have 20 minutes to show, so it's just like would you say Tova and Clint grew from this experience as people from where you met them? Um, I don't, yeah, everybody grew in their own way. I'm not gonna say they just, um, they just ignored it, but I'm gonna say everybody grew in their own way, some more than others, some very slightly. Uh, well, Don Joey, thank you for coming through and Skyping with us. I know it's late over there in Texas, but that's what this is. After Buzz tonight, all right? Where can everyone follow you, keep in contact, and see what you're up to? 
Everyone can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dear Dondre, D-E-A-R-D-O-N-D-R-E. And my Facebook is Dondre Randolph. But most importantly, make sure you guys are watching The Real World on Facebook Watch Live. It is Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern. Boom. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, Dondre. Thank you so much, sir. Um, okay, y'all. I could never do the real world. I really signed up for that season. You did. And I'm actually really thankful that I didn't do it. I was like, oh my god, this would have been too deep. I could have seen you on that. No, you know what I mean? Corporate. That's Co- corporate. Right. corporate. Elevate. Ladies, <laughs> where can everyone... I love you guys. Thank you guys so much we for love supporting you. me and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where can everyone follow you guys? I'm at Janine Doyon on Twitter and Instagram. All right, and I'm Jamie Gray. You can find me on Twitter at It's Jamie Gray or on Instagram at Jamie Gray, J-A-I-M-I. Ew. And make sure because she got trunks and he is so cute. New little puppy. Okay. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you guys hit us up across all social media platforms at AfterBuzz Tonight. Um, AfterBuzz TV, one of your favorite destinations. You know what I mean? And the best part is this Thursday on AfterBuzz Real World. Y'all can check me out. We're going to have Don J back in for the Real World After Show. Okay, little plug right there. Hit me up at DJ Jesse J. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, at the end of the day, know you are loved, and only you can stop your dreams from coming true. Till next week. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 